Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola Shokumbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. The Clever Girls Know podcast is a podcast for women, offering a space for conversations around personal finance, business, life, and living. I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast, and you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you love what you listen to, head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. I'd also love for you to stop by clevergirlfinance.com. We have new content on the blog multiple times a week. We have over 30 plus free courses. Plus, when you sign up for a course, you can talk to a Clever Girl Finance mentor for free to get encouragement, motivation, or if you just want to have an open, no shame, no judgment girl talk. Finally, check out our YouTube channel. Just search Clever Girl Finance on YouTube. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Hey, Esther. Hi, Bola. Welcome back to the Clever Girls Know podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's always my pleasure to be here. So I'm going to have you introduce yourself to everybody and tell them what you do here at Clever Girl Finance. Hi, everyone. My name is Esther Bangura and I'm the operations manager at Clever Girl Finance. I've been working with the team for about three to four years now. And yeah, I really enjoy it and always love being on the podcast. So Esther is here today to have a conversation with me. And today we wanted to talk about Crossroads and delve into a chapter in my new book, Choosing to Prosper, Triumphing Over Adversity, Breaking Out of Comfort Zones and Achieving Your Life and Money Dreams. And we specifically wanted to talk about choosing to prosper by facing your crossroads. And this is simply because everybody has some form of crossroad or challenge they're facing in their lives, whether it is a career crossroad, a financial crossroad, a relationship crossroad, where you either have to make a change and pivot, or you have to power through the current situation to, at the end of the day, achieve your goals, whatever your goal is, uh, regardless of what what it might be. So that's what we're going to be talking about. And Esta, do you have any particular crossroads that you have recently faced that you are able to share? Yeah, I feel like crossroads have been the story of my life. I have had many a, a crossroads. I think recently, actually, it was a career crossroad where I have a, a full-time job that I do. And I also have my side hustle that I do which is Clever Girl Finance. And so in my full-time job, I was in a position that I enjoyed the role, but I didn't particularly enjoy the industry. And I wanted to pivot, but I wasn't sure what industry I I wanted to go in. And so during that crossroad, it was quite difficult because when you know that you want to change a particular situation, but the timing might not be right, it can be quite difficult and a bit unsettling. So I had to have a bit of patience with myself and wait for the right time to then make the decision to move into another industry. So I would say that that's what my recent sort of crossroad has been. Yeah. And like you said, everybody faces one crossroad at the other. For yours, for you, it was a career crossroad. In the book, I talk about my own career crossroad, right? Wanting to switch from my own full-time job to running my business full-time. And just trying to navigate, what do I need to learn? How am I going to do this? How am I going to make it successful? And just not knowing any of the answers, not knowing 
what I know now, basically, and navigating through that, right? So you may be listening to this and you may have a career crossroad or you may have a crossroad in terms of you have to make certain decisions around your finances in order to be able to achieve your financial goals. And that could mean changing jobs. It could mean changing relationships. It could mean downsizing in a significant way that might be uncomfortable. And the one thing that is consistent with being at a crossroad and being at a position where you feel like you need to pivot, wherever you might be, even in your relationships, right? You may need to exit a relationship, nurture a relationship. The one thing that is consistent is discomfort. It's almost like crossroads and discomfort go hand in hand. They're essentially partners where anytime you have to make a big change in your life, it's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to feel discomfort, whether it is significant discomfort or it is mild discomfort, it it exists, right? So Esther, how did you navigate or how have you navigated that feeling of discomfort whenever you you, you feel like you want to make a big decision, you want to make a big pivot, you want to navigate through your crossroads? I usually like to have all the information at hand before making a decision. So I try to follow with that. So just gathering all the information that I need in order to decide what my next step is. And sometimes it's not always available to me, but I do give myself time to gather all of that information. So with my job, it took me a few years to decide, okay, what I want to do, what I want to move into. So gathering all the relevant information, but also not feeling like I have to make the decision alone or kind of go through the crossroad alone. So sharing it with friends and family or people that know me well, that can support me in making that particular decision. So for example, you know, having regular conversations with my husband, speaking to my mentors and and things like that. Yeah. I find that sometimes the information is not there, right? And sometimes nobody Mm -hmm. else can help you make decision, but yourself right? Sometimes people can only support you. And sometimes when people really care about you, (laughs) they may not be supporting you in the right way. They just want to see you happy, regardless of whether you're making a mistake or not. Sometimes I think that when you are navigating through the discomfort of being through a crossroads, well, for me, especially, I always think about what is the worst thing that could happen, right? So when I was thinking about, okay, quitting my job to start Clever Off Finance, and that's something that I thought about for like a very, very long time because it was displacing a six-figure income. But I had to ask myself, what is the worst thing that could happen, right? I quit my job and I start this business where I continue building this business, but it doesn't work out. I can get another job, right? I can get work part-time. I can downsize if I need to. I still want to push at this business. So I always ask myself, even if I don't have any of the information, what is the worst thing that could happen? And what is my fallback plan? That also meant making sure that I had a significant amount of money saved as a runway to weather me through if I was not making any money at all in that first year. So I think having the information is really important. Whatever information you can gather, obviously going to be times where you just don't know, right? But getting as much information as possible to help you navigate what you don't know is helpful. Talking to friends and family, as you mentioned, Esther, is helpful. Asking yourself, what is the worst thing that could happen? And then also determining what is your fallback plan. I think when you have this sort of strategy, this these sort of, I guess, answers, it makes it easier to navigate the discomfort because even though you don't know the path, the full path down your crossroad, you still know what next step you can take based on all this information 
or what next thing you can try? I totally agree with you. And I think I like what you said about, you know, having a fallback plan, because sometimes we don't have all the answers. And sometimes there's still uncertainty, even when we do decide to do something, to pivot, to start that business, to change careers, there's still a lot of unknown. And so for me, it was okay. I think I'm ready to leave now. And what I'm planning to do may not work out, but hey, I could just get another job, right? Mm. Like if things got really difficult or if I needed more money, I have skills, I can just go in another industry and get a job. So really having that fallback plan, because I feel like sometimes people take too long to move forward. And as uncomfortable as being at that crossroad is, actually that discomfort is what's going to help you to grow and reach your next level. Yeah. So for example, let's say we just talked about the career, but let's say you're at a crossroads of your career, right? What are some things you can do? Number one, if you decide to leave this job, do you have savings in the bank to help you leave this job and take your time to find a new job? If you're trying to switch careers, what specific skill sets do you need to successfully switch careers? If you're trying to get a raise or a promotion at work, what do you need to do to prove your performance to your bosses to get this raise? Are you having those conversations? Are you taking on the additional responsibility, right? Have you explored the certifications you need if you're trying to get a better position, a better job? Have you started, have you opened that dedicated account to put money in towards if you're trying to quit your job while you take your time to find something else or you want to take a sabbatical? You want to start asking yourself all these questions so that you can create a plan of action in that career space. It could be that you want to start a business. Again, same question. What kind of business? Have you explored the opportunities within that business space and how you can establish yourself in that niche to be successful? Have you built a runway so that you can pay your bills without the financial stress as you focus on the few months of building this business where it may not be earning anything? Are there people you can partner with? How are you going to market this business? It's all about creating that plan. And then in a relationship, if you're trying to exit a relationship, for example, have you had this conversation? Where do you, where are you going to find the support you need? Do you have money in the bank, right? Or you're trying to nurture a relationship. How do you improve the current relationship you have? How do you work on communication? There's all these different questions, depending on your unique situation at that crossroads that you want to ask yourself to help you decide, okay, is this the right decision I'm making to move forward? Or do I need to do things completely differently and pivot and determine Mm. what path that crossroads you're going to take? And like I mentioned earlier, sometimes you need to go by your gut. You need to go by what feels right to you, what makes sense to you. And you may not know if it's the right decision, but I think sometimes you also have to just take a chance and learn as you go, learn from your mistakes, learn from your successes, right? And seek guidance. So one of the things that I also talk about was in the book was leaning on my board of advisors, my mentors, when I decided to do certain things to grow my business, like what I needed to learn, who I needed to find to support me, people who could encourage me and motivate me and guide me in the right path. So when, you know, in your your situation, Esther, when has been the right time for you to seek mentorship or advice or guidance from people around you? Are you one that likes to get it right away once you face the crossroads? Or do you like to try things out yourself first and then get get the guidance? I think it depends on the situation. I do like a bit of both. I think where I've grown in lately is actually trusting myself more. Mm -hmm. I'm not always leaning on that, but I definitely value mentorship and guidance. I feel like it's important that we utilize other people's experiences, 
you know, the lessons from their journey, the mistakes they've made, the wins they've had. And it's one of the reasons why I love hearing people's stories. I think more than somebody telling me how to do something, like giving me the steps, I want to hear about their journey because there's so much that can be said about that. And also as well, just having that mentorship just allows me to have like a sounding board. So I do definitely value mentorship um, and guidance. But I think as well, I've also gone on the extreme end sometimes on my crossroads where I'm leaning too heavily on mentorship and guidance and I'm not actually trusting myself or following my intuition. So I like to have a, a bit of both. And actually, Bolly, you really inspired me to kind of set my own advisory board up. <laughs> <laughs> and I have people in it that don't know that they're in my advisory board. <laughs> Maybe after listening to this podcast, they'll realize what I've been up to. But I got just really inspired by that. And I realized actually that where I'm trying to get to, so me working towards my next level, I actually need people that are in that space now mm-hmm. that I could sort of be learning from because they've been on the journey. So yeah, I'm definitely all for mentorship and guidance. Yeah. And same here, right? For me, I talk about in chapter seven that I got to a point where I just needed that guidance of people to make, to I could soundboard off to make sure I was making the right decisions based on their own experience, based on what they had accomplished that I was trying to achieve. But I think when it comes to mentorship and seeking outside guidance, it's also important to be mindful that you don't want to try to shift the burden of your crossroad onto them because it's not their experience. They, you know, they can give you advice, but they're not going through it, which means they mean they don't care as much about it as you. And it's also not, it's not their reality, right? They're not the one who has to make the decision. Ultimately it is you that has to make the decision. But if you're shifting the burden of making the decision on them, you're going to keep yourself stuck, right? Because Mm. you're going to be waiting for them to tell you what is okay to do, what is right to do without you truly processing it for yourself. So I'm all for mentors. I'm all for guidance. But I always try to remind myself, well, you also make your own decision. You also set your own intentions. You also work through this cross. Because at the end of the day, you may get conflicting opinions from different people or you may get really great advice, but you're like, "Mm, I don't know. I'm not too sure about that. So you also have to come to a point where you are ready to assess all the information, get all the guidance you get, but still make your decision and not expect anybody else to make a decision for you. And I think a lot of people get stuck in that regard where they let people make decisions for them and they take action on the other people's decisions, but they're still unable to, to leave that crossroad because they haven't made their own decision that they know they should make, if that makes any sense. It totally does. It really does. And I I totally agree with you as well. I think mentors are there to kind of guide, but they don't necessarily have all the answers and they shouldn't have all the answers because part of the whole whole thing is going on a journey and being able to explore things yourself. And I think like when you have mentors, it's important to ask like good questions as well. And be prepared to hear things that you might not be happy with hearing. My mentors have always challenged me. They've always told me like hard truths, but it's what I've needed to grow, right? So I think just also just being prepared to make decisions on your own, but also take on the feedback and implement, you know, like when you have a conversation with somebody and they've given sort of their guidance, be prepared to go away and implement that to be able to see if it worked or it didn't, or maybe just try it it in a different way. Yeah. And the other thing I would say about mentors is having 
making sure that you have the right kind of people that you're leaning on. So one thing you mentioned earlier, Esther, was that certain people you rely, you seek guidance from certain people who have achieved what you are trying to do, which is something that I also mentioned. That is so important because there is nothing worse than being at a crossroads and asking someone who has no experience (laughs) or no related context as to what decision you're trying to make for guidance, because that person Mm. is not going to be able to, to help you, right? It's for example, like me asking, I have a newborn baby and I'm asking someone who is not interested in childbirth or having a baby or even children about how do I take care of my newborn? They don't really care. (laughs) They can go and Google and give me some random advice, but they're not invested because it's not their experience. And they're also not interested in this experience, but they love me. So they're going to try to support me, but they may just give me the generic answer that I can find anywhere as opposed to actual valuable advice that that can leverage to make my decision to get past my crossroads. So when you're thinking about mentors to help you, it's really important that you leverage, you you reach out to mentors, you seek guidance from people who have experience that you can leverage. And you said hearing other people's stories, right? So even if you don't have individuals that you can contact, there's so much resources online, podcasts, YouTube, et cetera, where you can listen to other people's stories and leverage those people as your mentors and guidance providers from a distance and use what you hear about their experiences related to your own crossroad to help you make that decision as you move forward. An interesting mentor I had actually about three, four years ago, I got them through a work opportunity and completely opposite to me, right? He was a HR director and he was running like a really big travel transport company. And I was paired up with him. At first, I thought this is not going to work. This is like a white male (laughs) in his 50s. Like, what does he know about my life or where I'm trying to get to? But actually, best ever mentor that I've had, just he's listening to his stories, how he made certain decisions, how he excelled in his career, and also just how he was able to juggle a very kind of busy role with family. And like, I value family. So I learned a lot from him juggling work and still being there for your family. So sometimes like our mentors don't have to look like us. They don't have to kind of, yeah, but they need to be like you said, where we want to be, but they don't necessarily have to look like us. Hey everyone, before we continue with this podcast episode, I'd love for you to check out the best-selling Clever Girl Finance book series. There are three books in the series and the first book is Clever Girl Finance, Ditch Debt, Save Money and Build Real Wealth. The second book is Grow Your Money, Learn How Investing Works. And the third book is called The Side Hustle Guide, Build a Successful Side Hustle and Increase Your Income. You can also check out my fourth book called Choosing to Prosper triumphing over adversity, breaking out of comfort zones, achieving your life and money dreams. And this book highlights my personal story to building a business of impact and challenges you as the reader to dig deep into laying out what you truly want to accomplish for yourself. I wrote each of these books to empower women just like you to achieve your goals and get to the point where you're living the life you desire on your own terms. If you love these books, be sure to tell your best girlfriends and they also make the perfect gift. These books are available everywhere books are sold and you can purchase them as ebooks, audiobooks, and also physical books. And you can also ask your local library to order them as well. Thank you so much. And let's get back to the episode. Exactly. So my own mentors, none of them are in the personal finance space, but they've all built successful businesses, right? So their experience is still relevant because even though they're not in my niche, they still had to go through hiring and marketing and 
vision boarding and all these different aspects of building a business, networking. So even though they're different than me, their experience is still very much relevant. And I can always get their perspective from a different angle that could help me. The other thing I was going to say about Crossroads is that when you find yourself in a crossroad, it's really important to be intentional to seek out opportunities, right? So your crossroad might be you need to find, you need to switch careers. You want to start a business. You want to scale your business. What resources outside of mentors and guidance can you leverage to get there? So for me, it was finding programs that I could embed myself in that would teach me things about building a business, that would teach me things about marketing and et cetera. We mentioned this earlier in your career, it could be what courses or skill set or certifications do you need to take to get to that next level? In a relationship, it could be opportunity, it could be maybe setting yourself up in a different environment to have conversations, seeking mm. a professional third party to guide you through a difficult relationship. I'm just making up scenarios here, but what are the opportunities that you can leverage that might be right in front of you, right? Resources, tools that you can explore to help you. Sometimes when you get into that position of discomfort, you tend to want to run away and hide. You tend to not want to take action because it's keeping you stuck. And sometimes because you're so focused on being stuck and being afraid of this crossroad, you let these opportunities pass you by and then you end up not making any progress, right? So it's really important to focus on, okay, I'm here. And I'm uncomfortable. I get it. The discomfort is not going anywhere. But how do I get past this? What are the opportunities? Who are the people that can support me? What are the tools? What are the resources? Where do I need to go? Where do I need to be to help me navigate this situation? Yeah, that's so, so, so important. And I think sometimes we don't realize that there actually are opportunities in front of us. I think it's so easy to focus on the problem, the challenges, the discomfort, the uncertainty that we kind of miss the opportunity. So whenever I'm at a crossroad, I always try to kind of look beyond the challenges and look beyond the discomfort and see, okay, what opportunities do I have in front of me? And you'd be surprised just even letting people know what you're trying to do, the right people, obviously. But I've found just having really simple conversations, like random conversations with somebody and just letting them know, oh, you know, I'm thinking of changing careers or I'm thinking of starting this business or I'm thinking of, you know, moving that direction and they refer me to somebody or they share a resource with me. Like Bola, you recently shared a really good podcast resource with me. <laughs> recently, I shared something that I was working on and you you sent me a ton of resources. And one of them has helped me so much, like something that I was stuck with, I was able to overcome through that free resource. So just even just letting people around you know the crossroad that you're facing, the problems that you're having and where you're trying to get to, they could point out resources that are available and let you know that there are opportunities out there. Absolutely. Yes, yes. And then the final thing I wanted to touch on was just the idea of struggling through a crossroad, right? So it's really easy to navigate success. So you get to your crossroad, you take that first step, you're on the right path. It's easy to make the next few steps because everything is working out. But there are times where you get to your crossroads or you're in working through your crossroads and it's just one failure after the other. <laughs> and it's difficult to keep going. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit, like navigating success is easy, but how does one navigate through failure as you're at the crossroad because you're here trying to make this difficult decision and then 
the decisions you're making to help you get past this difficult decision are not working out, right? How do you keep going? So how have you done that in the past, Esther? Well, I have ordered takeaway (laughs) and drank a can of Coke Zero and had a good sleep. It's really difficult. I'm not going to lie. I think it's really difficult when we fail at something that we're trying to do and not just fail once, but fail time and time again. I used to really be put down by this, but I think the more I strive to achieve my goals, the more okay I am with failing and not really seeing it as a failure, but seeing it as me learning and me growing. And so one of the things that I've done, and I this is actually something that you share in, in your book as well, is about keeping a track of the small wins, you know, that we have. So because otherwise what happens is you only see the failure. You only see the things that you're doing that haven't worked. You only remember the no's and you don't remember the yeses or the maybes. You don't remember when you didn't know how to build a website, but then you were able to do it overnight. You didn't know how to, you know, sell something to a client, but then you managed to do it or you didn't know how to put together a report, but then you were able to kind of figure it out. So I tried to remember my small wins and just keep a track of those. So when things are not going how I want, I refer back to that. And actually I see that I've come a long way and there's more to celebrate than there is to cry over. Yeah, that's a great approach. For me, navigating through failures is, again, like you mentioned, keeping that track of what I've done well, but also it's creating a threshold, a point where I will draw the line of, okay, I've done everything I I can. Now is the time to revert or make a different change or go back and take a different path on on the crossroads, right? And yesterday Mm. I was looking through like old, I always journal. So I was looking through an old journal from 2017. And this is just when I had just quit my job to go full-time in the business. And my my initial goal was to make $5,000 a month. That first year, the business was not making barely any money. So I had this big lofty goal of I want to be able to make $5,000 a month. And when you think about in the grand scheme of things, like in a business, that's not a lot of money especially if you need to hire a support. So at that point, I couldn't hire anybody. There was no team. There was nothing. I couldn't even pay myself a salary because we were not even, I was not even making anywhere close to $5,000 a month, right? Maybe it was like a few hundred dollars here or no money at all one month. (laughs) And I remember I wanted to hire a VA and her rate was $30 an hour. And I couldn't even afford that because I didn't have the income coming in. I remember writing about this is so difficult. I don't know what to do. Should I quit my business? I know I can, but I know I can do this. And then I would write down all the things that I was going to test out to see if I could get to this $5,000 a month just for one month, right? I didn't need it to be every month. I just needed to be for that one month. If I could just get to $5,000 a month for this one month, then I will kind of have some sort of formula. And it's crazy because when I read, was reading the journal, I didn't know any of what I know now. I had no idea of what I know now. I hadn't met you, Esther. I didn't have, like, if you think about the comparison of then and now being at the crossroads, I could have easily said that, you know what, I don't know how to make this $5,000 a month. So I'm just going to go back and get my full-time job. But I drew a threshold because I said, okay, I'm going to give myself at least these 18 months because I have this 18 months of saving. And if it doesn't work out, I will go back and get a job. So that was my threshold. I gave myself time to keep testing and keep failing right? And then I also trusted my gut. I was like, okay, I know that I can figure this out. I don't know any of the answers now, but I know I'll be able to do that. So that was a second thing. 
And then the third thing was leaning on support, right? Leveraging resources, seeking out opportunity, finding mentors and people to support me. So this is well in advance of what was happening in chapter seven of choosing to prosper. But I just find it so interesting to that I, you know, that I was able to look at that and just see where I was because I remember very vividly and just not knowing the answers, but choosing to keep moving forward made all the difference and choosing not to give up because I knew I could figure it out. So I didn't let myself stay stuck. I didn't let myself mm. get overwhelmed by my discomfort or my fear. And I just kept going. But it's it's almost like it's a catch-22 because if you if I had known how difficult it would be <laughs> to get to the other side, would I have kept going? But I didn't know, right? You don't know what you don't know. And sometimes that's good for you. Sometimes it's good not to know yeah. and just to figure it out as you go. But that's just something that, I wanted to share as it relates to just navigating from failure because I was in that space of failure for a very long time. I'm like, I couldn't even afford to get somebody to help me a VA. I couldn't even afford to pay an intern. Mm. I couldn't even afford. You know, and, right? and now you if, have a whole team. If it, if it wasn't free, exactly. Now there's a whole team of like full-time and part-time people. And But like, it's just very surreal when you think about it because mm. at that point, I just didn't know how I was going to get to $5,000. And then when I figured out the $5,000, I'm like, okay, let's try to make this repeatable. And then let's mm. set a new goal of $10,000. But again, I did not know anything about how I was going to get to $10,000. I didn't know. I didn't know the answer. Like if you had asked me in that moment, I did not know. When I wrote in the journal, I don't know. Oh my God, help me. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So maybe like, like your, for the equivalent of your takeout was my journal. What <laughs> is your journal? <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, the bottom line is a failure is going to happen. It's you can't avoid it. You're going to fail. You're going to struggle through a situation. You're not going to have the answers, but you also have to decide if that decision you've made to go that certain path on your crossroad is worth it to you. And I think it also boils down to getting clear on your why. Why do you want this? And is it worth it to you? Is it worth the effort and the struggle? And if you completely fail, will you try again? Mm. And when is it time to pack up and say, you know what, done and dusted. I did my best. I've gone my lessons. I've learned my experience on to the next thing. I gave myself 18 yeah. months to fail and be done and dusted. And even when I got to the 18 months and my goal had shifted, my goal was not where I wanted it to be, but I had made progress. So I chose to keep going. Yeah. So that's how you want to think about your crossroads. Well, that's just my perspective of thinking about crossroads, right? Because everybody's going to get to some sort of crossroad in their lives. You're going to have to make a decision. Okay, I'm in X amount of debt. I need to pay it off. What path do I take? I need to switch my career. What path do I take? I'm in a difficult relationship. I want to make it great. I want to exit this relationship. What path do I take? You're always going to have some, and sometimes crossroads can represent themselves as difficulty, right? It's a hard decision Mm. you need to make. What path do you take? Some crossroads, they're unwanted. We don't want them. Like when, exactly. if you're laid off, you know, from your job, some crossroads just happen immediately it just happen. and it becomes yeah. as a shock. Some people get ill, some people are going through separation, a divorce or a loss. And so these are like real, real life things that happen to us on a daily basis and real feelings. So it's important as well, just as we're going through these crossroads to get the support that we need and not to go through them through them alone and also not to compare yes your cross with somebody else's not to compare your journey with someone else's destination and that's something that I really had to work on especially this year 
not to compare myself with others, especially when things were going wrong or I was I'd felt like I wasn't where I wanted to be because I felt I felt that, oh, this person's gone ahead or this person only did this last year and already it's working out for them. That just kind of made me take my focus off what I was doing. And like you said about knowing your why, it distracted me from from knowing my why. But once I stayed focused on my journey and accepted that my journey is my journey, everyone's is, is going to be different. I think it was much easier for me to overcome the challenges that I was facing on my crossroads. Yeah, that's really important to state not to compare yourself, not to weigh yourself against somebody else's journey. And that's especially important when you are leveraging other people's experiences to guide you on your own journey, on your own path, through your own crossroads that you simply glean from their experiences. You you leverage the lessons that are important to you. You take the actions that are important to you. You ask the questions that are going to help you, but you do not compare your journey to that person's journey. You don't compare your failures to that person's success. You slim, simply leverage their experience to help you move forward. Otherwise, when you start comparing yourself, you're likely to stay stuck and just fall short of what you're trying to achieve. And just some people just stay at crossroads, right? They they stay at the, the job they hate because they can't decide. They can't make that decision about what they should do next. And they stay in this place, right? And Sadly, I know many people like this who they have these big, incredible, lofty dreams, but they just refuse to choose a path down this crossroads. And so they they just stay where they are. But they complain about it day after day, month after month, year after year. And then going back to what I said at the beginning, all they have to do is ask themselves, what is the worst that could happen if I just try this out? If I just, you know, once you walk down a, a path on a crossroads, you can get a few miles done, I'm like, you know what? This doesn't work back. Work out for me. You can you can walk all the way back and take the next path, right? <laughs> it's it's no, it's not a hard. <laughs> like, there's nothing that's blocking the road when you walk down. Yeah. You can walk all the way back, right? It's like when you're driving, you get lost, and then you come right back down the road you got lost, and then you get back on the right road. That's just life, right? And we yeah. have to get used to that in order to make progress. Nobody's path is a smooth sailing perfect crossroad decision-making path to success. Everybody fails and has to reverse mm. back and walk all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> and then start. sometimes <laughs> that's just what it is, but you have to be open to it and get used to it. So yes, pick up Choosing to Prosper everywhere books are sold. <laughs> and check out that chapter, chapter seven, where I go deep into the multiple different crossroads I faced in life and in business. And just, you know, the breakdown of how I navigated through it and just, exercises it has exercises at the end of the chapter to help you think through tied to this discussion that me and Esther are having help you think through how you can navigate your own crossroads successfully so that you come out the other side and you're like you know what I'm glad I did that and you don't have the regrets of I wish I did but I didn't and now I regret yeah. it well thank you Esther <laughs> for sharing thank you Bala that was a great conversation I enjoyed it Awesome. And we'll be back again with another conversation from another chapter in the book. Esther will decide what we're going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to. Thanks for being here, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you've loved the episode, but you don't yet subscribe to the podcast, you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes and head on over to iTunes and leave a review so other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. 
Thank you so much for being here and I'll talk to you on the next episode.